0: Turn to Philippians chapter 4, and um, I've changed the topic of this message. Philippians chapter 4. I'm going to ask you to help me by thinking about how we live this verse out. As I've mentioned before, the meaning is always the same. The meaning has been the same since it was written, since God inspired it. But uh, application changes, and I think there's some very specific application that we can make today from this verse we probably wouldn't have made 10 or 20 years ago. It's okay. Don't, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying the meaning. The verse hasn't changed at all. It's just that's application. So Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. Uh, you know verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And I mentioned um, 6 and 7 today. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Then verse 8. Philippians 4, eight. finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Let's pray and then we're going to think about this. Father, thank you for the great testimonies and I am excited for the youngest testimony we had today, a person, glad, a young boy, glad to be in church, all the way up to our most senior saint this morning, grateful for her church family and for your presence and your peace in her own home, the contentment you offer. And it's a good reminder that church isn't for a certain segment of our societies, for all of us. And we thank you for the family that we have here at Elmira Baptist Church. We pray that you'd guide our, th- as we consider this verse this morning, this Help us to think clearly about the word and then to live it out. Not just to think about it, not just to know a lot about it. But these things in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, what we think about, what we think about has a lot to do with what we put into our brains. So let's start at that end of this verse. Uh, where are we likely to start putting stuff into our brains? What kinds of inputs do we have through our eyes, through our ears? into our brains. Yes, Nan. Yeah, our television? Yeah, that's good. What else? Yes, Aaron. Yeah, our phones, our smartphones. You know, we used to have phones and all they did was make calls, right? Some of you may remember the day when you carried a pager and a cell phone, right? And people would page you and then you'd call them on yourself and that's I mean, you're, you didn't get any text, you couldn't even get pages on your phone. You could only get them on the, on your belt. How many of you ever carried a pager? Okay, a lot of you know about that. Good, good, okay. Yeah, our phones, a huge source of of, of input into our brains anymore. Um, what else? Yes, Sherry. Yeah, people we know, the people we talk to. Sometimes it's people we can't help but be around, like at work or if you go to school. Be nice if you say, I don't want those people in my class. I don't want those people in my office. But the truth is we don't have those choices. So let's focus... Uh, primarily on people you can control and and you can control how much you talk to them i've got some neighbors they're wonderful people i enjoy talking to them those other neighbors i have hi just keep walking right uh but you can control some of that so be careful who you talk to good good what else yes patty yeah i mean we live in a really evil world and uh James one twenty seven tells us that pure religion and undefiled is this, to visit the widow and the fatherless in their affliction and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. I think of it, you walk through a muddy field, right? And it just throws mud up on your pant legs and on your shoes and you're doing everything you can to get her off. And that's, we walk through a dirty world, wicked world. And we got to constantly say, okay, I saw that or I heard that, but that's evil. I'm not going to continue to think about those things, right? Good, good. What else? Yes. Yeah, just the internet, whether it's your phone or you got a computer, you got an iPad, Uh, your music, your music has a huge impact on what you think about and how you approach life. Um, uh, So these are all inputs into our brain. And what we want to do is we have these inputs. We want to think on the things that are true, the things that are honest, the things that are just, the things that are pure, the things that are lovely, the things that are of good report. If it doesn't fit into that those categories, if it doesn't meet those criteria, we need to do our best with God's grace to reject those thoughts, just put put them out of our head. Now I'm going to speak specifically to one aspect of what we mentioned as inputs today, and that's to the input of social media, whether it's through your smartphone, tablet, computer, uh, whether it's um, like Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. And the reason is, is because I keep hearing about people who have been dramatically changed by their diet of social media. And I think it's important that we submit everything we do in life under the lordship of Jesus Christ. And for some of us, maybe that means the social media we've been looking at, listening to, maybe we need to put it out of our lives because it doesn't fit these categories. So let's look at these six categories. Just take a a brief minute. And think about them in light of social media, okay? The first uh, uh, criteria that Philippians 4, 8 gives us. What is it? Say the word for me. True. True. Are there lies out there? Yes. Okay. So one of the first things you need to do is recognize, okay, this is a lie. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm just not going to watch this, listen to this, right? I don't know about you, but um, I was started to listen to a podcast. He had a lot to say that I thought was really interesting. And then he made some statements that I knew were not factual. And then next podcast, he doubled down on these non-factual statements. And you know, what I said, I don't need to listen to that guy. He's a liar. He's a liar. Now, will I ever tell you something that's not true? It may happen. Please confront me. Say, hey, pastor, you said this and it, you know, that wasn't true. I should come humbly and say, you're right. Forgive me. I blew that. But I'm not talking about people who are humble and they lie once or twice. I'm talking about people who they double down and they're called out for it. Hey, that's not true. Oh, yes, it is. You're just not seeing it right. Don't listen to liars. Okay. That's, that's an easy one. What's the next word? Honest. Things that are honest. Now, true, honest, this, this word honest has to do with honest, but in terms of integrity, they are the same person whether they're at church or whether they're at home or whether they're at work, they're people of integrity. They're whole, the same all the, all the way through. We sometimes use this term. That person is an honest, respectable person. And we mean more than they just tell the truth. We mean just that they, they are who they appear to be. They're not putting on a mask. They're not pretending to be when they're around you and pretending to be someone else when they're with other people. So a person of integrity now, let's think of this in terms of social media, okay? What is the whole point if you are a, uh, a person, a human being, <laughs> if you're a human being and you want to post something to social media, what are you doing? You're putting on a face on whatever you're doing. Now, it's possible that you could just post about what's really going on in your life, but how is that interesting? And I mean that, seriously. Let's imagine today. How many of you really were blessed by God today in some way? Okay. How would you express that on social media? Take a picture of yourself eating a meal with someone? Does that really express the joy you found in our fellowship? Take a picture of the plate of food you had? I don't know about the plate of food you had. I thought my plate of food was delicious, but I can't see that that's really neat. The whole world needs to know about it. In fact, if too many people know about it, there won't be enough food next time. You know, everyone will come and eat our food. How, how would you, a TikTok, a little, uh, a little video of singing to the Lord? Does that really express what we experience today? You see, I, I'm convinced the more I'm, I'm thinking about this, not just today, but in, in just everyday life, social media, it's all a lie. It's, it's designed to be some face you put on for people. Oh, I'm having fun doing, you know, surfing in Hawaii or whatever. okay. Go surfing. If you surf in Hawaii, please surf in Hawaii. I don't need to know about it. How does that help our lives? To, you know, and then I see you surfing in Hawaii, and if I'm not grounded in the word of God, I become discontent. How come I can't surf in Hawaii? How does that help me? So I've actually, I've eliminated all the social media accounts. Not eliminated, excuse me. I no longer follow any social media accounts except a Twitter account where I have some pastor friends and they post things about scripture. And that's an encouragement to me but they never post about what they're eating. Never post about where they're traveling to. Well, that's not exactly true. Sometimes well, I have one of them. He'll, he'll, I'm in Texas, you know, preaching at such and such a church, but in general, they're just, it's more just encouraging words than it, than it is some window into what they want me to think of their life. We all know of people who pretend to be something on social media. That they're not in real life. That, goes directly against this whatsoever things are honest admonition. What's the, what's the next word? Just. A good synonym for this word just is righteous. It's according to God's law. Boy, that eliminates a whole lot of social media. I don't know how much time you spend on social media, Facebook or Twitter or TikTok or, you know, I, I don't Instagram, I don't even know all their names. And I know there's, you know, all kinds of them. And maybe what you're seeing on your social media account is, is honest and it's just and it's righteous. And again, if it is, like I, I do follow some people on Twitter, great, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm not here to tell you you can't use that at all, but just think about it. Some of my sites I got rid of because what they did, they started inserting things into my feed that were not righteous. I didn't ask for them. I wasn't following that person. All of a sudden here's this person and what they're doing, what they're portraying, what they're showing is not righteous. We're going to talk more about why that is in a second. Jesus said to us, if your eye offends you, pluck it out. Now I am not saying you should blind yourself. And Jesus wasn't saying to blind yourself. What Jesus said is take sin seriously. You'd rather go to heaven with no eyes than go to hell with two eyes. Is what Jesus is saying. And if that's true about my eyes, wouldn't it be better just to eliminate that social media account? If all that keeps coming, well, not all, if, if, if what keeps coming up on it is somehow evil and and wicked and unjust and unrighteous. What's the next word there? Pure. Pure. Don't, don't read things. Don't look at things. Don't watch things that are going to take your mind to places where your mind ought not to go. Violence, lust. How about greed? Is greed right? So if I am following a social media account and I'm always thinking, boy, I wish I had a like that, fill in the blank, car, house, wife. How am I helping myself? That's not pure. I'm just... Making life, uh, it, my, my son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. But if the same person keeps enticing me, why do I go talk to that person? Maybe I need to leave that person out of my life. Same thing with our social media accounts. If I keep going to my social media account, whatever it is, whether, if it's videos or, or text or pictures, and I find it keeps stirring up in me temptation and sinful desires, what's the best thing to do? Get rid of that media account. Just don't go there. Uh, if it's on your phone, eliminate that app. If it's on your computer, just, I don't know, block that website. There are there are some good um, filters. I, actually, not filters, excuse me. The program that I would uh, suggest for you is a program that actually reveals to your accountability partner where you have been on the internet. Wouldn't it be nice if someone was sitting over your shoulder every time you got on the internet? If that'll help you, you come see me. I'd be glad to, uh, to help you with that because we, the internet wants to, The internet promises anonymity and it's lying to you, (laughs) but we'll get to that in a second. So what's the, what's the, um, uh, the fifth one there after pure, lovely, lovely, pleasing or agreeable. It causes pleasure. It causes delight. It's something. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Right? I love little Grayson back here. He says, I want to give a testimony. I'm glad I'm in church. Isn't that pleasing? I like that. I like to hear that. that. That's lovely. I'm not saying Grayson is lovely. I mean, maybe he is, maybe he's not, but th- th- I'm just saying that's agreeable. What's the antonym of lovely? Let-, let me suggest some things. How about raunchy or disgusting? Now, I'm going to say something here, and if this is striking to you, spare bear with me. I understand on uh, uh, the internet and places you can go and watch Dr. Pimple Popper. Yeah, I don't think that fits under the category of lovely. Now you say, what's evil about that? I don't know. It just sounds disgusting, doesn't it? That you would want to see that? Now you say, well, pastor, that's my favorite whatever. I don't know what it is. Is it a website? I don't know. Then you know what you need to do is ask God to change your desires so that that no longer is attractive to you. Now you say, well, I don't see anything in the Bible about popping pimples. You're right, okay. (laughs) But it's not lovely, is it? There's a whole lot of stuff that passes for comedy today that's really nothing more than potty humor. We don't need that we're Christians. God says walk um, uh, what well, says walk in love verse one uh, of Ephesians chapter five. He goes on to say, be careful what you talk about don't don't use coarse jesting verse three says ephesians chapter five so so sometimes it isn't it isn't that it's anti-biblical, I can't find a verse that says, don't do this or don't look at this or don't watch this or don't listen to this, but it's the spirit of it is not lovely. It's not pleasing. It's not, it doesn't lift our hearts in the right direction. It, It just fills us with dirt and debris. Let me put it this way. How many of you had a mother who normally would let you wear shoes into the house, but not if they were muddy shoes? Now, some people take their shoes off every time they enter the house. I'm not talking about that. Uh, I remember growing up, and we usually wore our shoes in the house, but if we were coming toward the door with muddy shoes, my mom would open the window and say, don't come in there with those shoes. And I think we need to have the same attitude with our social media accounts. If our social media account keeps tracking mud through my mind, then we need to have them take the shoes off at the door, so to speak. We need to just cut those things out of our life. What's the uh, sixth one? What's the sixth one? Philippians 4, what's the sixth criteria? Good report. It's a good report. L- let's simplify it. It would be something you'd want to tell the whole church about. We had some great testimonies today. Those are good reports. Could you get up and tell us what you were looking at on the internet yesterday? What you were looking at on your cell phone, your smartphone yesterday? What goes through your, your Twitter feed or your... Instagram feed, could you just tell us what that was? Or would you sort of be embarrassed because it's not a good report? Now, every once in a while, uh, my my family, uh, uh, we have a, well, it's, I'll just tell you, if you don't know what this is, don't worry about it. It's not important. But if there's a Discord program, and we use it in my family to communicate with each other. And everyone, every once in a while, someone will post something ba- they've just baked. My daughter made some uh, Indian food today. Emily, the one in Oregon, and she posted some pictures on there. And my wife came over to me with her, her cell phone. She said, look at what Emily is making. That's of good report, right? Could, I, could you bring me your smartphone and show me the last couple of things you looked at yesterday? Or would you have to be sort of embarrassed because they're, really, they're not of good report? Maybe there's nothing evil about them, nothing exactly sinful, but they're not of good report. All I'm saying is, as Christians, God expects us to be just as careful when we're on our smartphone, our tablet, or our computer as we are when we're at church. Here's five, uh, let me just give you five pointers about uh, social media that I want to encourage you with. Number one, spend more time in prayer and in your Bible than in your social media account. If you find yourself... Just scrolling for 30, 40. And by the way, I found myself doing this, just scrolling through pictures for 30 or 40 minutes. I'm not sure I've even seen anything evil, but is that the best use of my time if I haven't even been in God's word and in prayer? How much time did you spend in prayer yesterday? Well, pastor, I was really busy. Did you spend time just scrolling endlessly through TikTok videos? Hard to see how that was more important than being in in God's word and in prayer. Number two, be aware, and you probably, if you're not aware of this, you've been living under a rock, but be aware that your brain is being harvested for information. The more time you spend online, there are computer algorithms that are tracking where you are, and then they are using those, uh, the, that information and algorithms to try to feed you more of what you choose to look at when, and, and choose to read when you're online. Now, they're only, most companies are only doing this because they're trying to make money. And what they want to do is get you hooked into coming back for more and coming back for more and coming back for more. I'm not saying they're necessarily evil. They're doing what companies do. They're trying to make money. They're trying to make money off of your eyeballs. So just be aware of that. The more, so the more time you spend online, the more information you're giving out. That's why if you are a car enthusiast and you keep going back to YouTube trying to find videos on how to fix your car, guess what shows up on that right-hand side of your YouTube feed? A bunch of car, you know, fix-it videos. Well, guess what? If there's a bunch of evil showing up on that right-hand side or whatever it is, it depends on if it's on your phone, your computer, your tablet. But if it's showing up for you in YouTube, you know what it means? They think you're looking for evil. That's what it means. Number three, be intentional with the interactions that you do have online. Now, I'm I'm talking here about when you're posting things, whether it's pictures or videos. I'm talking about when you have interactions with people, like comments. I have to admit, for a while, it was a a stupid passion of mine, a stupid interest of mine to read the comment section on news articles because those people, they had the most sarcastic, funniest insults to throw at each other. And then I thought, when am I ever going to use this? I don't need a whole catalog of insults in my head. But those people are funny. I'm just saying, as as a person who enjoys good sarcasm, they're hilarious. What about you? When you post, when you make a comment on someone else's post, it it should express, when I'm online making a comment about someone else's post, it should express love, joy, peace. Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. That, that's the fruit of the Spirit, by the way. Why? Because I'm supposed to be Spirit-filled whether I'm at church, singing to the Lord, or whether online, leaving a comment on someone else's post. What, what do you post when you post a picture or video on whatever platform you're using, whatever device you're using? Is it something that is true and honest and just and pure and lovely and of good report? Because we should be the same whether we're here at church or whether we're online. It's easy. Well, let me put it this way. Let's imagine that I have a problem with Billy. I don't, but if I had a problem with Billy, it's hard for me to go to Billy, look him in the eye and say, Billy, you are an absolute idiot. What are you think you're doing? But you know, we don't have any struggle posting that sometimes just words on the page, right? This person is a complete idiot. I can't imagine why they, why do we do that? Because the, internet says you're anonymous, that so you'll never have to meet them in real life. Well, maybe you will, or maybe you won't. The truth is God wants us to walk in the spirit, whether I'm typing something to be on my computer, type thumb typing, something to be on my phone, speaking to Siri or Alexis or whoever it is for it to be sent somewhere else, or that I'm looking you in the eyes and I'm talking with you. We ought to be the same. We ought to be people of integrity wherever we're at. So if you find that your interactions online are taking you away from the Lord, they're taking you away from your time with God. They're taking you away from your meditation on God's word. You're just becoming consumed with being online all the time. Get help. Ask your brother in Christ, your sister in Christ to pray with you, to ask you, get some accountability because you don't, again, They're harvesting your brain for information. They're trying to feed you more of what they think will attract you. It's very easy to get sucked into this. End up spending two, three, four hours on a whatever website or or social media platform or whatever, looking and posting and reading. And it's not helping your spiritual walk. It's not making you a better Christian. It's not making you a better father, not making you a better mother. Number four, how many of you in your interactions, uh, or your time, excuse me, your time online, whether it's, again, posting or reading or watching, whatever, your time online, you find yourself, the more time you spend online, you're getting more anxious, more worried, more frustrated, more angry, more unsettled. Now, let me ask you, is that what God wants for your life? thank you, Marcus. He's paying attention. No. So you know what? Turn that off. Get away from it. It's not helping you. You say, yeah, but I'm going to figure out that secret conspiracy. No, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah. But so-and-so is, I mean, they are so evil. I've got to find out what they're, listen, God will deal with the evil. You deal with yourself, have a walk with God that gives you confidence that God is in charge and he's going to deal with evil. By the way, I believe there are really evil people out there and I believe they want to destroy Christians. And I believe they'd be more than happy to shut the doors of this building and never have us meet as a church, but it's not my job to find out who they are and fight them. I'm going to leave that with God. When God brings that to my attention, I'll do what I can. But right now I don't know who they are. And guess what? You don't either. So don't, don't go looking for them on the internet. anxiety, worry, anger, fear, just that unsettled sense. If you're getting that because you're spending more time in the internet or whatever technology you're spending more time there than in the word of God, the answer is to spend less time there and spend more time in the word of God and in prayer. Number five, and uh, you'll like this one. Spend time with people in real life. You know those acronyms they have on the internet? One of them is I-R-L. You know what it stands for? In real life. I think Americans in general, hopefully not the people in this room, but Americans in general, general, we're we're relying too much on technology to keep us connected. Spend time with people in real life. Now again, we, we so enjoy the fact that we can see our daughter Emily is cooking Indian food in Oregon. That's nice. But the reality is, if we're going to have a relationship with our daughter, Emily, it's going to require from time to time we pick up the phone and talk to her. Or better yet, we travel up to Oregon and see her. And sit down and we have a meal together or we talk. I mean, the point is we spend time with her in real life. Now, some of you may be literally continents away from a loved one. And the only way you can spend time with him is through technology. I am not saying that that's wrong. You, you, You know in your heart, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying... Don't call your friend in Maryland if you can't visit someone in the church. I mean that. We, wasn't it a blessing today to spend time together in real life? Not to be on my phone, to, to talk through the phone to the person on the, and, and nothing, again, nothing evil about that. But we need more interactions in real life. And you've got a church here. Ruth said it. So we, and Bruce too, we love each other. You need someone to fellowship with? Look around, find someone about your age that looks like they will talk to you and go up to them after the service and say, hey, let's get together. There's lots of people. We'd love to, some of you are really good at having folks over. Thank you. Keep doing that. Some of you haven't had anyone over in a year. Have someone over to your house. Meet them at the park. Um, go out to coffee with them. Whatever. And again, if you're already doing that, I'm not blasting you. You, you keep doing what you're doing. But let's have more interactions with people in real life. We, my, my parents are in town. So last night, I think we sat around for probably two hours and just talked. Isn't that terrible? No, we love it. I mean, that's, that's what life is. So find opportunities to have, spend time with people in real life. By the way, you'll be amazed that non-Christians, people who are not spiritual, not, not godly, excuse me, not godly necessarily. Many of them are hungering for in real life conversations and friendships So again, reach out, and I know some of our neighbors are evil, and we probably should avoid them, but some of our neighbors, we probably should go over and talk to them once in a while. Knock on their door. Hey, hey, just checking in. How are you doing? Haven't seen you in a while. I'm not, I'm not good at this. How do I know? Because the other day I was outside, standing in my yard, and my neighbor, I know my neighbor by name, he drove up. I said, how are you doing? He said, well, not too well. He said, I've been sick with COVID for 10 days, and I felt like I didn't even know. I didn't even care enough to go over and knock on his door and say, hey, uh, haven't seen you. for.' And he's a guy, he's out every single day. I don't know why. Well, I know why. I'm lazy. I didn't go over and ask because I figured, you know, if he was dying, he would tell me. Well, if you have COVID, you don't go to your neighbor and tell him. So check in on your neighbors. Some of you are in class, in a school. Learn your classmates' names. Get to know them. Now, again, some of them may be a bad influence and you need to stay away from them, but some of them probably just need a friend. At work, I know it's really easy. You can go in, put your head down, just get my work done. And I know we owe our employer a certain amount of um, work, so I'm not saying waste time talking to other people, but maybe there's a coworker you can get together with after work and spend time together in real life. Maybe there's a family member and it's hard to get together with them because, frankly... (laughs) They're just hard to get along with, but you need to make time for that person. You need to pray, say, God, show me how I can minister to this aunt, uncle, mother, father, son, daughter, cousin, and then make time in real life. Um, I'm I'm burdened by this because I keep hearing um, pastor friends and and others that I know who deal with people on a regular basis. People end up getting sucked into social media and they're, they're not the same person they were. Because what's happened is they filled their mind with all the wrong things. Not the things that are true and honest. Not the things that are just and, and, and pure. Not the things that are lovely and of good report And it changes. It does. It changes who we are. It changes how we think. That's not what God has for us. And then again, we, and secondly, in general, secondly, let's spend time together with people in real life. Make time for each other. Some of you take walks together. Some of you do Bible studies together. Some of you have people over for meals. That's fantastic. Keep doing that. If you're not doing that, start doing that. And uh, you'll be blessed. I, I, I usually am in two or three different homes every week. And I'm always blessed by spending time with you. I love it. It's a great time. Sometimes we don't even talk about the thing we thought we were going to talk about when I came over. But it's just good to be with People. So make time in real life to meet with people. Father, thank you for this church you've given us. And it is a blessing to be a part of a family like this where we can know each other. We can spend time together and not be intimidated or not be fearful about ulterior motives or our people really who they say they are. So open up our hearts to each other in hospitality, in love, in spending time with people. I thank you, Father, for those that have spent time with me with my wife and with my children, with my parents, making time for us. And we want to, do, we want to be a church that's known for in-real-life conversations, in-real-life ministry. Father, be with the lonely. There's folks in this room, they feel very lonely. And uh, open our eyes to see who they are, to include them in our lives, include them in our time and in our interactions, so that uh, they sense the love we do have for them. But ultimately, Lord, we know that their loneliness, you, you have to step into that. You have to give them uh, your presence, or they have to accept you're giving it to them. Have, they have to accept that your presence is always there, that you are always sufficient. Father, I pray for those that have been sucked into this social media vortex, and their minds are spinning with evil or with false uh, facts, with, with lies and untruths. Their mind is spinning with lust or greed or violence. Father, give them freedom. Father, cause them to break away from that, to reject it, to find, reach out and find help, find accountability. Help each one of us to protect our minds, to guard our minds, to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Father, we need your help with this. So we pray and ask for it in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen.